Welcome to selfdiscoveryradio.com where the orchard of wisdom is just ready for picking. We celebrate your why, the journey that you've taken that inspires someone else. We support your services. We support your story. Come and be our guest. Become a host. Be an author with us. Come see what we've got. Our next show is... Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening, everybody. Welcome back to another edition of Ignite Your Heart and Soul. I am your host, Sarah Troy, and today I have Daniel the Healer here. We're going to ignite your heart and spirit here today by helping you live consciously. Um, Yes, we, we do actually, without really realizing it, go through a mindless living i call it the droid living uh, or the walking dead in many ways where we're just not connecting to our consciousness to all the beautiful energy that's around us and everything that we seek as an answer is already there if we learn to tap in if we learn to tune in we can consciously open up those gates and find our way daniel the healer is an intuitive holistic energy healer body whisperer, hmm, a psychic energy chiropractor, psychic surgeon, and a spiritual counselor. Well, we've got so much to talk to him about just on those titles alone. So let's jump right into it. And first and foremost, hello, Daniel. Welcome to the show. Oh, well, thank you very much. Hi, Sarah. It's uh, nice to be here. Um, it's so many things here I want to hit you on. And, uh, and uh, um psychic surgeon how do you do that Uh, okay so uh, there's different definitions of psychic surgeon in the philippines where this whole thing started they have them all lined up in a room and and there's the one who gets treated is on a table in the center of the room and all the others kind of are sitting around and then the uh practitioner then uses sleigh of hands uh, where he pretends to go into a person's body and then um, generally have tucked away some chicken blood and chicken parts and then these these this blood flies in the in the air and and uh, and everybody goes ooh and ah and it's all very much a placebo effect mm-hmm. they're used to that and so they go to the sun and they all watch it and then the guy gets the person gets off the table and and oh i feel so good and then all the others oh he feels so good me too me too and then they go in there and, and that's what is in the philippines is called psychic surgery when i talk about psychic surgery i think about doing intervention in your psyche mm-hmm and mm-hmm. so uh, that, the whole process, there's, happens in my imagination. Right. And so when I perceive like an aura not being well-shaped or being there being a lot of debris in your aura or uh, you having a weapon stuck in your back, you know, and somebody says, uh, and we talk in, in language and they were betrayed and they say he stuck a knife in my back and when i look at it psychically the knife still is in there yes yes Mm -hmm. and so you know when you go to the emergency room with a knife in your back what are they going to do they're going to put you on a on they're going to operating table they're going to give you a blood transfusion they're going to clean clean it up pull the knife out then suture it back up and 
I do the same thing, but I do it all in my imagination. So I do give people a psychic blood transfusion. I do give them anesthetic. Uh, I do remove the, the weapon. I do suture the wound. I do bandage them. And it all happens in my imagination. That's why I call it psychic surgery. It's kind of like a, a parallel world, isn't it? Um, it's, um, I, I do that sometimes when I'm in pain. I will kind of, you know, I'm imagining I'm the knife cutting out the pain. Um, and it's, it's just directional energy, isn't it? And it's almost like you're, ch you're, you're channeling that energy, but also kind of paralleling this world. Yes. I, that's how I'm seeing it anyway. Yes, and, and so... Um... When you look at it, we're living in like 3D. Yes. We're living in depth with the height. Right. And then there's a fourth dimension, which is time-space. Mm -hmm. But then when you go through time-space and you get into the multidimensional, the fifth dimension is will and imagination. Yes, yes, yes. So being able to imagine something actually goes into the more real, plugs in, comes back down, and is being transmitted. It's reprogramming, isn't it? Because, yes. you know, we are, we are a whole load of circuits. You know, we look at our robotics and, uh, oh, aren't they so human-like? Well, you know, aren't we so robotic-like? Everything about us is run on energy, circuitries that go throughout our body. Um, you know, everything has a, a, a mechanicism to us. You know, we're mechanical, organic creatures. And so if we go in and repair um, you know, either the damaged part or we go in and recircuit ourselves. This is why uh, we see so many people being healed and that's so much the fifth dimensional healing um, because you have to be in that fifth dimension to really heal that way. Where we're seeing organs regrown, we're seeing DNA replanned, um, all of this because it's just recircuiting us, re DNAing us and, and uh, um, taking out some old plugs and putting in some new ones. Well, you know, you just said, you know, the body being this mechanics and, and all. Yes, but that mechanics has consciousness. Yes, each organ, so every part of go, this, right? When you go into the fifth dimension and you, you do this imaginary stuff, you're creating consciousness energy and then you're sending this consciousness energy to the client and the consciousness of that machinery that body that physical mm -hmm. thing will read that and will make adjustments yes yes and and of course people can't perceive this can be because no you have to have a knife you have to have this to do that but then again that's the third dimensional thinking of only seeing us as a body and not realizing that you know with our with our psyche with our cosmic selves uh this is just purely a, a vessel. It's not the engine, so to speak, that drives <laughs> yeah. us or the fuel, you know? <laughs> yes, that is just purely the vessel, the temple. Mm -hmm. The partner. Yes. You, know, you yes. and your body are partners. Yeah. I, I know for me, I, um, you know, um, I'm most certainly a cosmic child. I, I really had, have had a hard time living in the human body um, and also in the human realm because the third dimensional realm is so angry and so filled with, with hate and fear. And we know that on higher dimensions that that just, it doesn't resonate. You can't live in that state of love or in that state of higher energy in a state of anger or hate. Are you seeing through the people that you're serving right now, a willingness to remove the hate, a willingness to cut that out surgically? 
Well, when you talked about earlier that I'm a holistic healer, that means that I work with people on all four levels of their existence, on the physical, the mental, the emotional, and the spiritual. So the hatred would be more something that you work with in the, um, on the emotional realm. But as we grow, as we become more, and we tend to what I call people to be old souls. Yeah. You, they've been around the block many times. <laughs> many I would times. say, you know, the majority of our population, they're really here to figure out survival. Mm-hmm. And once they figured out survival, then you kind of go into the next realm and you go into your spiritual um, potential and, and you change. And, you know, at one point when you had so many survival lifetimes, you say, oh, there must be more to life yes. than this. And then that is the beginning mm-hmm. of a new. And those are in the minority. So I'd say old souls are maybe uh, two, three percent of our population. I, d- I would actually perhaps disagree with you there. I think that we have a lot more. I think there's, um, you know, on that fourth dimensional plane, we have a lot more waking up, you know, coming into their consciousness, stepping up, um, you know, out of that 3D thinking. And I think we're seeing quite an escalation of a conscious awakening. And we're seeing a lot more people enter into that fifth dimension now. Yes, that, that is correct as far as that we're in, a, in an extraordinary different time mm-hmm. than ever before. So we are actually as a whole culture, as a whole consensus moving up a level. Yes. This is what's going on right now. So I understand that. But, you know, over 60% of my clients are old souls. Mm-hmm. So somehow they get attracted to me. Right, yes. And, and it, you know, your vibrational energy begets the same energy, yes. Yes, but most of them are at a point where there's just one or two little items that holds them back. Yeah. And yeah. then they're not, they're not, some don't even know what they are. Right, right. They're still, they're still blinded. They're still, you know... <coughs> With blinders on. And so I touch, I, I tell them, and I, because one of the things I do on the energetic part is I do an assessment of people's energies. Mm-hmm. And I look at about 65 different criteria in their energy field. And I had a person and, and they came and, and uh, they were all open incredible light brilliant extraordinary large aura no blockages everything was flowing but their solar plexus was dead there was nothing happening in their solar plexus so i realized that they didn't understand yet the concept of their personal power and they were not in their power Right. In other words, they had not acknowledged to themselves where they were and created the authority that comes with this to be able to function as a self-determined individual in their reality. It's a lot to do with the permission too, isn't it? It's yes. because when you step into that light, you know, you are the I am becoming the we are. 
um, and you understand what that light means. And um, sometimes it's very hard to articulate because, you know, you know it, you feel it, you follow it. But I think for a lot of people, especially if they are older, it is giving yourself permission to be this light um, because we're always looking for someone to, to say it's okay. Uh, yes, and, I, and they have to understand that they have to give themselves yeah. permission and they're waiting for something on the outside to mm. say, oh, go ahead. Yeah. And so I have to tell them, no, it's up to you. Yes, it's, everything and, is up to us, isn't it? Oh, yes, we're, we're the boss. Yeah, we are. And I think people don't realize how um, empowering we are to ourselves when we give ourselves permission to place importance upon ourselves, which is not self-importance, ego-driven, but the importance of self and yes. why we're here. Um, what is our contribution, which is what is our gift? I call it the musical instrument that we learn to perfect, that we bring to the orchestra that creates the symphony of life. But we've all got it. And when we are willing to take the journey and step into each one of those energy levels, we start in that self-discovery of how awesome we really are, of how much we really can do when we get out of our intellectual way and trust our divine knowingness, how capable we are of doing so much. But the restraints and the limitations, I think, come from the conditioning of the mind. Yeah, this is, this is for eons. Mm -hmm. We've been... We've been suppressed in yes. a sense for the purpose of others having power over us yes and so, <laughs> yeah and you know on institutions mm -hmm. governments uh, kings and rulers uh, school uh, religion all all those that and they said well you know um, you cannot and so that's what we are conditioned. It's in yes. the unconscious mind. It's in the, it's in the collective. But it's really interesting that as who we are attached to this body in the physical, we are the smallest, the most insignificant part of the totality of who we are. Mm -hmm. Yet, the power is with us. Yeah. So, you know, when you're in your will, in compliance with and with your will, and God and goddess hop yeah. too. Yes, yes. Free will. That is, yes. a, again, we're looking for this permission. No, it's okay. It's okay. And, you know, we have to understand it is our free will. We cannot be forced to do anything that we do not wish to do and sometimes we are forced physically to do something but when we step into that free will and rise above that we always find a way to follow that way um but it's again i think i always call it society's expectations you know society's uh, doctrine dictatorship of how you should live who you should be and we have to take all those layers off and realize that was just somebody else's dictatorship and then step into our own free will our own self-empowerment our own beautiful gift set you know switch our switches on right into the generator back on and uh -huh. uh, and shine out light because ultimately what we're here for is to be that beacon of light for others to follow to be that beautiful divine energy and raise our vibration raise our yeah. frequency and it's not being selfish to be um to step into self and nurture yourself and do all you can to step into that light because that light is your contribution. Yes, that's correct. 
So <laughs> this is really funny because you're just, you know, <laughs> you're just reusing my words <laughs> in your own way. But right, yeah, that's the that, that again comes down to the word perspective. Yes, we, we have four key personalities, and we could all be saying the same thing, but we see it from a different point of view. And yes. I think this is as a, a a human society, if we learn to listen to other people's points of view, we'd realize that we have more in common than we do not. And that is only because we see things from that different point of view. And to get the full picture, we really do need to listen to each other. Um, no, we need, we definitely. We need to, and we need to touch into other people's divinity because yes. what you're describing here is is acknowledging your own divinity mm -hmm. knowing that you're that you're here to learn that you're quote unquote gods and goddesses in training mm -hmm. but you know once the training is over what are you right <laughs> right and, and what's the purpose of you you know i've always said that earth is is school it's and and 3D is kind of hasn't risen beyond kindergarten, uh, <laughs> many <laughs> levels. Um, but we are here to learn. We're here to ascend into our different dimensional planes. And yes. as we learn and as we step into those energies and go higher, higher up, we get to a point we don't need to come back here anymore. We've learned all we can from here. Where we go from there, um, I, we, have you met any of the, uh, the scholars that are higher dimension than fifth that can tell you where we go from there? No, well, have you yourself have experienced not. it? My my wife has. She was in. Uh, she she met Kirpal Singh, which is a Sikh guru, and uh, not S I C K, but S I K H Sikh mm -hmm. <laughs> with a turban, right? And all. But once once you rise to the top of the fourth level of the fourth you know there is the physical the astral the causal and the mental but once you come to the top of the mental you'll sit on your own on your throne of your reality you'll you'll be this full grand light uh, as brilliant as nine suns and you can bask in this but eventually you will come and say there must be more than this mm -hmm. And that's when, when you go yeah. into fifth dimensional being there full time without having to ever come back here in the um, 3D dimensional. Now, the advantage of this 3D is that we have time. See, outside of this 3D, we're in the timeless. Yes, so yes. You, you, you can have an issue you want to work with, but you're like a basking in this glow, in this eternal orgasm of timelessness. <laughs> and you say, well, okay, so what? I can deal with this issue. I, can, I have another thousand years. Yep. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yep. so, yep. so every once in a while, and not everybody goes through physical lifetimes, mm -hmm. but every once in a while you say, okay, I'll become physical. Because when you come through the veil of time space, now you have deadlines. <laughs> now you have motivation to actually do something that you want to do on that you chose as a challenge before you came here and, and that you want to learn and expand and grow and, and become have greater consciousness and become more. 
Yes, and, and you know, when, whenever one is reading for someone, um, well, when is it going to happen? Well, in that sphere, there is no time. You know, uh, it, it's very hard to actually say when is something going to happen. So, if, you know, it's always, you have to wait for the synchronicity of events or people to happen before whatever you see to happen. Because time is just non-existence there. Time is a human thing. Um, and, and I think it perhaps is put there for us to get on with things and not waste time. You know, we're here for a limited amount of time. And there's a lot that we have to learn in our lifetime. And I think this is why there are many lifetimes we do come back because we've, you know, we're on chapter one and we've got several other chapters. So you're going to come back and do it all over again and, and keep rising up in the chapters. I know I've had many, 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 many lifetimes, but I also know I was put here to always be that spiritual counselor, to always be that soul awakening through every lifetime. And I also know the last 50 lifetimes I went through as much persecution a human being can go through uh, for being this spiritual being. Yeah, we, want to, we all want to experience everything there is. Yeah, yeah exactly. And I've done the gamut. <laughs> <laughs> right. I've done the gamut. I'd like to step into, you know, that cosmic love now. But, you know, you're, you're talking about when you're in that light of energy. And I think there's something that's really interesting. You know, like when I'm in my, what I call my space field, it's you're in nothingness and everythingness all at one. You know, it is such a a place of, of uh, weightlessness, of everything less, but also of abundance. Um, everything you need is there, but there is nothing you need. It's so really hard to explain, but it is such a place of absolute supreme peace um, and just of knowingness because all you need to know is what you need to know when you need to know it. And there is no fret of what do I need to know. And it's such a, a beautiful divine place. Um, but it's really hard for, for people to actually understand it. They're still very much in their, their stress phase, which I think we're looking at human beings at the present moment because there's this transition going on where everybody's in that stress like this. And it's how do we unclench the hands and take that breath and allow themselves to go through the process, to go through the other side, because there is no going around it or over it. You do have to go through it, don't you? Yes, yes, absolutely you have to go through. Well, these are totally exciting times. Mm -hmm. uh, mm -hmm. This is when um, the, the reason we, our world is in such chaos is that we were in a very masculine energy dominated era for the last 6,000 years yeah. and it's coming to an end. And so <laughs> it doesn't mean that the, and I'm just going to call it easily the patriarchy. It doesn't mean that now the matriarchy mm. is coming in to usurp the power from the patriarchy, but that's the way the, the male-dominated society sees it, mm -hmm. that this is a threat to its existence. Yes, of course. And that's from their old perspective because yeah. that's what it used to be. Mm -hmm. But what is really happening is that the feminine energies are coming in to work together with the masculine energies. Together is the key word there. Together. It's not, it's not about dominancy, course, right? It's about unity. It's about collaboration. Yes. And so that is a very foreign concept mm -hmm. to the male mindset because in the male mindset there is the pyramid and there's the the hierarchy and only one can be on top right 
Right. And that's, that's what's falling apart. Mm-hmm. And so with this, um, what, what it has shown up so far is like uh, in popular cultures, the Me Too movement, mm-hmm. there's all, all this thing where the, the women are not going to take it anymore. And of right. course, men see this as a threat. So, but what's happening right now, because the situation is changing, is that the masculine is fighting, it's, it knows it's dying, but it's fighting for its dominance. And so it's, I mean, that's, I don't know where you broadcast, but in the U.S. we have this odd president who is absolutely... <laughs> We're familiar with him. <laughs> yes, an absolute magnificent example of that. Yes. Of that, what is falling apart. Right, the, the true narcissism. Yes, it's coming to the surface to be reviewed. Yes, that was his purpose. We, yes. we had to see, you know, we, we can't fix um, the plumbing until we go down and see what's in the pipes. And, you know, we've opened up the sewerage and we've seen what's down there. And, and it's going to take them more than one plumber to clean it out. And, you know, I think it's um, my favorite song last year was Rise Up by Andrea Day. And it's, you know, it's not rise up in the pitchforks or in the hate against each other. It's a rise up, you know, arm in arm with each other. Black, white, pink, yellow, polka dot, who cares what your religion is, as a human race, in elevating our energy, in elevating our caringness, kindness, and love, so that we can raise that vibration and become the human beings that we were meant to be. And unless you see what's in the sewer, and, you know, there's been monsters lying there and somebody let them out. And, you know, and it's, it's like a horror movie. <laughs> and this is what we're seeing right now. And we're horrified by what we see. But we've got to understand that's taken the 6,000 years, you know, to create that. And it's going to take us all standing together to combat that. And we're not going to do it with hate. We're going to do it with love and kindness by empowering ourselves. So yes. I say that the third dimensioners that are still on that plane, unfortunately, will get left behind because those fourth rising into fifth are going to be the people that are going to change the entire energy structure to which these other people cannot live in anymore. Yeah, those that are willing to go through the change that mm-hmm. we see externally, yes, internally, mm-hmm. which means for society as a whole, to get more involved with your feminine aspect, yes, which is your spirituality and your emotional body. I think what we're seeing is is a, a lot more of that now. You know, um, we're seeing millennials. You know, the guys taking maternity leave, and you know, they're carrying the babies around. They're doing all of those things. Isn't that beautiful? It is beautiful. To I, see. Know, I know. I know. Things are truly changing when mm. you look at the babies that are coming yes. and that are here. The two, three-year-olds, and they're all in their. They're in their selves. They know who they are, and they're yes. in at the three-year-old. They walk down the street, self-assured and and, and luminous eyes. This is all. Oh, are we looking forward to an incredible, absolutely stunning heaven on earth type future with our kids? As long as we do not take it from them, which is we were all born that way. 
But yeah, somewhere along the line, it was taken away from us because we went to school of conformity. It fit into a nice little box. You must do. You should do. You will do. And there uh -huh. was no asking us what we want to do, right? It was just everything about you will. And what we're looking at is the free one. If we tap into those beautiful children, and we nurture all that they want to be, and let them in that self-discovery become, we are going to see. Uh, everything that this world is meant to be but it's it's us as adults need to get out of the way and let the children show us the way and just be the the custodians their guardians their nurturers because they're here to teach us we see it with the animal world now look how they're showing us how to love each other you see species that are meant to hate each other who are there yeah. to support and love each other and it's all about that vibration they don't see the difference they feel the same love vibration. And if we could start feeling each other's vibration, our own beautiful cosmic love that's within us and see each other on that plane, you know, then we would actually get out of our own way because we keep seeing the exterior. So what if my car is better than your car? Who cares? Uh, <laughs> What's exactly. inside the car? Exactly. Yes. <laughs> so the, one of the things that seems to happen in, in my practice is I find a lot of people who are just at the verge, who have a little something here, a little something there, and looking at them holistically, I figure it out. I talk them through it and, and, or do processes with them or do psychic surgery or whatever is needed, and, but always telling them what I do because they need to be conscious about it. Mm -hmm. It's not like, oh, do it to me, do it to me. No, yes, yes. you're the one who, who makes the choice. I'm going to tell you what I'm going to do for you. But then once I've done this, you need to run with it. You need to take it. You need to make it real. You need to ex uh, own that this happened to you and you need to change your way you live based on what has happened to you and you need to become an, a new person. One of the things that I tell a lot of people and just to, for anybody listening to this, they can just try it out, is to imagine yourself as a 40, 50 foot light giant. <laughs> You're this giant, 40, 50 feet. You walk in your reality, you look down upon this reality because you have this very high vantage point. And then when something comes your way, not to shrink back down into who you are, but to take a moment and take a, a breath or two and say now as this 50-foot light giant, how would I respond to this, whatever comes your way? And then you're, you're making different choices because then you own that you are this divine, grand, magnificent being. And so... You That's find that, that, that when you're in that kind of light and energy, that the people that you used to fear um, or the people that used to have create a reaction from you no longer do. You know that the, we know that the energy begets energy. So if you're living in the fear energy, you're going to attract the fear. If you're living in that love, beautiful, giant light energy, you're going to attract other like energies. So other energies trying to come at you with anything aren't going to have any impact. There's rather like, you know, the fly to the light, Bzzz, you know, zap it. Yeah. What I actually found is that 
that sort of an energy won't even find you. Right. Because you're yes. out of their, you're yeah. out, you're outside of, out their, of their frequency. Yeah, exactly. You're not tuned yeah. into their channel. <laughs> yes. Yes. Yeah. So, so and we're all, we're all capable of doing that. It's just, I think getting out of our own intellect, you know, we'll say that sometimes the head is the worst thing you can do is give your head permission to accept what it doesn't understand. And then you're going to do with your whispering, with your surgery, going in there and kind of removing things and rechanneling them and re resetting them. And if they could trust that process, instead of trying to intellectualize it, try and understand it, try and validate it, which this is where I feel the blockage is. If you just accept what you don't know and trust that this person does and just ride in that energy, you'll rise up in that energy so much faster. Yes, absolutely. That, that's the key. Mm -hmm. <laughs> A big so, key. <laughs> that's the, it's the ownership. You yes. Have to, you have to own that, who you are and you have to live it. Now, you see, when you, when you go, when you receive something new, new information, you go through a process. Yeah. You first learn it, then you understand it, then you know it, and finally you live it. Mm -hmm. And once you live it, then you can let it go because you're in it. Yeah, yes. And so you continuously learn, understand, know, and live more stuff. Yes. But once you live it, I, I don't remember certain things that I did in the past because it's so intrinsically part of me that I don't think about it anymore. Right. Yeah, I was having a conversation with somebody and it was something that she said, Lee, suddenly triggered a memory of something that had happened to me that I'd let go of a long time ago. And now it's like, you can look back on those things and you're not attached to them anymore. You can just see them for what they were or maybe how you invited them because everything that happens to us is an invitation it, because we sent out that vibration and that vibration is going to be met. And people don't realize that when you, you know, if you have been victimized, that that was an invite because you were resonating on that vibration. And uh, it's not a conscious invite, it's a subconscious one. And I think that if we step into that consciousness of awareness, um, that do you remember in Star Wars, these are not the droids that, that you're looking for? You know, I think a, a lot of that is that. You, this is not the trouble you're looking for. This is not the vibration that you're looking for. This is not the energy that you're looking for. You've stepped into this energy and this is the only energy that you will accept. Yeah, but there are challenges that come up from time oh, yeah. to time. Oh, yeah. To, <laughs> yeah. To, as an opportunity to remind yourself who you are. Mm. And so if you go for the challenge, you know, like you, you overcame something and, and this is who you were. And so now you're this new person and you live a new level. Well, um, my wife channels an entity and that entity talks about this is the test. Mm -hmm. Are you going to like to let yourself come back down and say, oh my God, obviously I have not dealt with this. Or are you going to say, no, I forgave myself for this. I dealt with this. I know that this is different. And that may happen two or three times. And if you, quote, unquote, pass the test successfully a few times, then it will never show up in your life anymore. Right. Exactly. But, 
Additionally, we also grow in spirals. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And so when you look at a spiral, and here you go, and this is a point inside of this uh, a line of a particular event, and so you grow and you grow and you grow, but you come in now a level higher on an upper on a higher octave of this particular point, then that point will show itself again. Mm -hmm. It will say, hello, remember that? Yes. And, and so, you know, the thing is, is, is to look at it and go, look how far I have come. Yes. I am no longer there anymore. Look how I stepped into my strength, into my courage, into, into my own heart and soul, how I trusted it, how I took the journey. And I look back and I am no longer that person anymore. I am no longer trapped in that world anymore. And we have to realize that we are our own prisoners, that we can get out of this jail anytime with a willingness to step forward. And I know what it's like to be... To and, be and the guide. Oh, and the guide, yes. yes. And the guide. Yes, you have to ask for the cosmic help, not the, yes. the, the physical beings that come into your life. I had a woman with a pendulum. She removed many lifetimes from me, and she took away a blockage that I knew had been there for a very long time. And through that, I had to then discover who am I without this blockage because this blockage had stopped me from moving forward. Now I have this playing field in front of me. I had to choose the paths. And it still took a little while of taking that journey of which paths to go on, which you learn instinctually as you go. But you're going to meet people along the way, like yourself, they're gonna help you clear some of the energies, give you some tools, something to put in your backpack on your own journey of life. But ultimately, this journey is our responsibility. It's ours to walk. It's ours to learn from. It's ours to ascend to. And all the people that you're going to meet along the way are going to be people that are going to want to see you ascend into your own light. And they're going to help you. And you've got to be open and willing and allow receiving. Yes. That's one of the very first tests that I do when I, uh, and I kind of have a, 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 it looks very funny from the outside, but I kind of put my hands like this, but in my imagination, my hands are on their breastbone and on their back over their heart. Mm -hmm. And if it, the energy gets really hot between my hand, I know that they're willing to receive. Mm -hmm. And if nothing happens, then I need to talk to them. Look, to me, it looks like you're not willing to receive. Right. So at least for today, and that's fine. That may be a mechanism of defense because sometimes you received conditional love and it was less of a hassle not to receive love than to receive conditional love. And that, that, that's a method that you used in the past and it worked for you and then you survived and bravo, fantastic. But for this session, at least in your mind, you need to say to yourself, I allow myself to receive during this session so that I can get a, come away of, with something. And so I, I, that's very, very oh, good. Good that you brought this up because willingness to receive, being mm. open, you, you have to have that. And, and of course, it's stepping out of head. You, you know, you, 
when, when we do take our car to the mechanic, do we know everything they're going to fix? Or if, if we went to the dentist, do we know how they're going to work? We trust that they're specialized in their field. And we don't need to know everything. It's just stepping into that trust. If you feel it, um, uh, you, <laughs> you're on demand there. Um, if you <laughs> feel it, you know, you know it. It's that gut instinct. You know, I, I don't know what they're going to do. I don't know how he's going to do it, but I know I have to do it and I need to step into trust. And as, yes. you know, as third dimensional beings, trust is one of those very hard things to do. Um, because as you said, that, you know, we've been through something before, we've been hurt before. How many times do you hear of people saying, yes, I gave my heart to someone before and they betrayed it. I'm never going to love again. Mm -hmm. Well, who are you denying? Not him, you're not punishing them. You're punishing yourself. You yeah. are meant to be a person of love. And that may be of love one-on-one -on -one with somebody or simply love of life, love of world, the joy of living. If you don't step into love, what are you here for? Yeah, that's the ultimate. Yes. The ultimate is the love. I mean, you're saying this, you know, I got hurt, so I'm never going to love again. Like you said, it hurts themselves. It's the same thing with forgiveness. Oh, they hurt me. I will keep a grudge all my life. Yes. It doesn't, <laughs> it doesn't, nothing to the person. So what? They don't even feel the grudge. No, no, they don't. But and the you're the one who carries it with you yes. because, because you kept the grudge. It's, right. it's only hurting yourself. And then what happens to you is that you're carrying this weight around all the time. It gets heavier and heavier over time. All of a sudden it manifests into some form of disease because you're manifesting this negative energy all the time. And we have more sick people on the planet today than we've ever had because people are carrying resentment and grudges and hate and fear around in them that breaks the cellular body down. And so, yeah, and, and, and we're going full circle here yes. because I told you just a short while ago, we need to learn how to deal with our emotional bodies, which yes. is part of the feminine dynamic. Yes. And so we need to learn what to do with fear, what to do with anger, what to yes. do with terror, what to do with sadness, what to do with hurt, what to do with worry and all that. We need to know these things. And unfortunately, they are not being taught when you go to high school or no. you go to school. Nobody is like, oh, by the way, the, you know, emotions 101 is, you know, 2 p.m. In, in the in the auditorium. Right. Nothing. I mean, I, I was talking with a psych major the other day and he I was talking about feelings and you said, oh, you, you know, I, I get this feeling. I said, no, you're talking about emotions there. I'm talking about your heart feeling. When you step into heart feeling, that heart feeling just becomes so passionate over something. You've got to do it. You've got to follow it. You've got to, you know, your, the heart drives you. If you're just stepping into, we all have emotions. That's the human condition. There was a great movie, animated movie put out a few years ago called From the Inside Out. And it was talking about going through the emotions and not being stuck in any one of them. The whole point of an emotion is that it's a, it's a reflection of what's going on in your life. And if you pay attention to that emotion, why am I feeling sad today? Why am I feeling angry today? Or oh, I'm in joy. I need to do more of this. It makes me feel happy. We need to pay attention to what the emotions are telling us, not get stuck and dramatize it. Because this is where we create our own soap opera. Yes. Yeah, and uh, our emotional body is 
in timelessness. Mm -hmm. Because of that, is not subject to logic. And so, you know, people feel something and they come in with their mind and say, oh, I shouldn't be feeling this, or that is not appropriate, or whatever. It doesn't work that way. Mm -mm. You need to understand that you are feeling whatever you feel, whenever you feel it, <laughs> and it is appropriate. Yes. It's a reflection of what's going on in your life yes. at the time. Yes. Pay attention to it. Uh-huh. <laughs> but it's from a masculine point of view, <laughs> emotions were, quote-unquote, something that the women folk did. Yes, yes. And, of course, it's sissy to be emotional. <laughs> and, hell, you cannot appear sissy to the other guys mm -hmm. because then you're weak. And right. you're oh, not for God's sake, don't cry. You yes, this distorted macho, it's just come all, it's just totally went into the wrong direction. Right. And that's what we're here at this point in our, in consciousness. This is what we're here to make straight, to straighten out, to figure out and to become whole. And, and it's uh, those that uh, males, that embrace the feminine side because we're yin and yang we're a balance we you know this vessel we're in is defining which quote quote sex we are but we're both male and physical um, um and female yeah. yeah right so i'm quite masculine in in a lot of the things that i do um and that's okay because that masculinity is going to come out and, and address whatever that situation is in that form. I'm equally just as feminine in other areas that I need to be feminine in. And we both, ha we all have this capability to be whatever and we need to step into them and, uh, you know, get out of this uh, stigma thing. A woman loves a man that's in touch with their emotions, that feels, that expresses. We want to know that they care. Show us you know, don't, we don't want you to hide behind this. You know, it's, I'm sorry, it's not sexy. You know, the sexiness is somebody who, who sheds a tear over something sad or even something wonderful, right? Because we know then that you're connected. You're connected to your heart. And that's what we want to see is your heart. Yeah, and on, on the counterpart, in the sense that you said a woman likes a man that shows his emotional side on the counterpart, a man really likes a strong woman. Yes. <laughs> Who doesn't and show any emotion. <laughs> no, she does show emotion, but she also has will. Yeah. And she's, she's dynamic as well, not just passive. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, many women, oh, oh, the love of my life, whatever you want, dear, whatever you yes. want, dear. No, that's not what I wanted. I met you who you were. Yeah. I want you, you have your desires, I have my desires, and we'll work them out. We'll, we'll figure it out and we'll do it together. Yeah, so. I mean, that's, that's why I went wrong in my relationships. That, you know, they fell in love with the, the spiritual, um, I don't like to use the word warrior, but the spiritual being that I was, the free will, um, the, the person that lived very much in, in, in her knowingness and um, instinctually. And they fell in love with that. And then it's, they wanted me to then be boxed and contained, only there for them, clip the wings. And then it became me the servitude, you know, the servant, you know, anything you want, dear. And it's like, I lost myself completely out of that. And they lost me. So consequently, the love was lost. Yes. And so you, if you want to have love in your life, step up. 
in all your beautiful, loving glory, both of you. And it's not about becoming one. It's about the yin and yang of each other, the collaboration of, of coming together and just creating better music. You know, that's the together. whole thing. Together. Yes. 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 Correct. Yeah. So, so then it's, it's, it's on both sides. Mm -hmm. The women need to know and understand that they need to have more of the masculine dynamic mm -hmm. and the men need to understand that they have to have more of the feminine and they can't, you can't really say dynamic in this case. It's, it's more a matter of sensitivity, perhaps. Yes, because the essence of masculine and feminine is that masculine is the doingness and feminine is the beingness. Yes, yes, yes. Yes. And you have to have them both. Yes, you do. You have to be in the beingness to do the doingness. Because from beingness, you do what is needed to be done. If you're just doing without the beingness, you're just doing things for the sake of doing them. Yeah, and then it gets lost. Yes, exactly. And, and, it, and it doesn't serve a purpose. It's just, you know, I think a big word that we, that is everything is connection. And, you know, we don't connect to the heart and soul. We don't connect to the spirit. We don't connect to the energy. And it's almost like people are walking around with a plug in their hand going, where do I plug it in? Where do I plug it in? How do I get charged? How do I find this energy you're talking about? And they don't realize is the switch is on inside them. They don't yes. need, there's no exterior plug, right? Is you're, you're your own generator. And you've just got to find it within you. Uh-huh. Yes, totally. Now, so you talked about being heart centered and mm -hmm. it's really interesting because the heart as the fourth chakra there's mm -hmm. three below and three above it's in the middle it's in the center so from top comes your divinity from the bottom comes your humanity mm -hmm. and so your divinity and humanity marry come together in your heart mm -hmm. now you know, so people say, oh, you need to do what, you know, come from your heart. Well, that's being one-sided on the other side as well. You do need to function as a whole, physical, mental, emotional, and spiritual. So emotional is from the heart. Spiritual is your divinity. Mm -hmm. The body, the physical is, and the mental is, is what holds it so there needs to be a balance between the four yes. yes you know when when i look at at an opportunity sometimes and i don't really know how to whether i want to do it or not then i go and i say hey body would you like to do this <laughs> mind what do you think mm -hmm. feelings are we going to feel great when we do this the divine higher self do you think that this is going to serve me in some way and sometimes the higher selves are the no no it's not going to serve you any uh, specifically but you're going to have a lot of fun right and fun of course yeah. is important too very important it's one of the givens that when we come here we gen we generally overall we tend to have like seven focuses that we foci when we come into this reality and two are given and the other five are self mm. and the given one 
is to consciously, not unconsciously, but to consciously learn how you create your reality. And the second one is learn how to have fun. Mm-hmm. Yes. So, so this is important. So anyway, if I'm stuck in something and I don't really know, then I break it down. And if all my four bodies say, hey, you know, it's a go, then it's a go. The right. toughest is when two say yes and two say no. Mm-hmm. I, okay, I, so yeah. how are we going to figure this out? Right. But, and this is, you know, this is where you know, so many people just literally think from the head, they're intellectualizing everything. And I'm saying that if you, and all that does is rather like a hamster on the wheel over and over and again, because yes, but if I do that, but then, but then if I did that, that could happen. And then what if I did this? And you're stuck in the what ifs. And nothing happens. And I say, you know, listen to the soul, the heart, the spirit. Let everything come into the equation because now you're feeling what you need to know rather than just knowing what you want to feel. Right. And, and so, so that basically it's to be a, an enlightened and, a, and a, a person who can function in this new reality, you need to live holistically. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Your, your divinity isn't just something you go and do on Sunday. It is you. It's a part of you. It's, a, it, it's within your vessel. Uh, and this is a partnership that you have to honor um, yes. in order to, to live the meaningful purpose of your existence here on earth. Because we're all here to learn. We're all here to step into that meaningful purpose, to understand yes. what our existence is. And then from that higher ascension, then you actually understand what you're here to do and what's next. And not even worry about what's next. When you're living on that higher level, you don't worry about tomorrow, do you? Because you're so much in the moment. You live in the now, Mm -hmm. but you do think of your future from time to time. The seeding and the watering. Mm -hmm. That's right. You seed. You seed into the future so that by the time you reach that future, the seed has grown and you can harvest. Yes. Yes. And that's the importance is um, don't plant the seeds you don't want to grow. Don't water what you don't want to grow, right? Yes. <laughs> Which is really important. <laughs> if you're going to keep, you know, oh, I'm going to throw a little resentment and a little bitterness out there, guess what? <laughs> That's what you're going to get. So we have to be mind and soulful of what we are wanting to give our energy to. And that really means stepping into that consciousness, the wholeness of ourselves, to really ask ourselves what do we want to see for ourselves and don't dictate of how it should be or where it be, but those are the seeds you're going to plant and those are, that's the energy you're going to water. Yes. Mm. So one more thing that I want to say as divine beings, as being gods and goddesses in training and having gone through the training and being gods and goddesses ourselves, there's three things that the divine does. Mm-hmm. And so if you can come, if you can actually get into these three things that the divine does, then you're quote unquote living your divine life. And the first thing the divine does is touch, love, heal. Mm-hmm. It touches, it loves, and it heals. But also lets itself be touched, be loved, mm-hmm. and be mm-hmm. healed. It's a two-way street. Yes. So that's one of the items the divine does. The second item that the divine does is continuously expand, grow, become more, uh, add to the consciousness, add to the sum total of everything. And by the way, with every experience we have individually, we are adding to the sum total of the total experience. Yes. 
which yes. is the divine. The divine is everything. And the third thing that the divine does is passionately create. You know, mm -hmm. God created this universe, quote yes. unquote, in the yes. Bible it says. So you need to understand that that aspect, the passionately create in your own personal life, is that you create your own reality. <laughs> and so when you understand that, consciously learn how to create your own reality, then you're really living your divine life. Yeah. I mean, the universe is, is all about creation, isn't it? As something dies out of, out of that dead planet comes something else in you. It's all about that. We're all made from the universe. Uh, every particle, energy, and vibration that's within us is yes. that we are creative creatures. And look, quite honestly, what we've created in technology, you know, where, how far we've come when we allow the imagination to dance, to play and see where it can go. Of course, then comes the moral consciousness of how far should it go? Just because we can, should we? Which then always comes into that question. But we deny ourselves by limiting ourselves, saying we should only grow this far. You know, it's infinity and beyond, as Bucks lightly has said, you know. And that's the thing is, don't limit who you are. Don't limit what you're here to do. Um, if you're around people where your light and your energy is too much, then find the people that will embrace that light of you, that will welcome that light of you. Those that are around you, that you're too bright for it's you're blinding them at that moment they're not ready yet to receive that kind of light and we have to understand that it's um being the light is a responsibility it's a responsibility not only to yourself to the universe to the planet but to each other and it's uh, some people are just ready just for the torchlight some people ready for the big light and and everybody has that process to go through and they have to be willing to go through it that's the whole point isn't it the journey of life is a willing to go through it and with people like yourself you're there to help them go through those stages of being able to embrace their own beautiful light yes that's the quote unquote spiritual counselor mm -hmm. part of my description that you said at the very beginning yes yeah <laughs> that's what i'm here for indeed so you like to work with people on all of the levels not just you know one level here and one level there you want you like to work them as a whole being yes i look at them completely and if they come with me with a physical ailment and sometimes it's they just don't have the correct nutrition then i'll figure this out with my medical intuition uh, but sometimes there's all kinds of energetic or emotional things that are on the way and then that needs to be cleared out it needs to be shown they need to understand this and then that is part of what was and they can become new so um i really work with them on every level that is possibly on the physical i do medical intuition and i do what is called align the body mm -hmm. where i actually um, can figure out if their skeletal structure is out of alignment. And with my gaze, I'm also a gazer, uh, with my gaze, by in my imagination, gazing, for instance, at the 
third cervical that is out of alignment, I will gaze at the third cervical and the, oh, and the bone that says, oh, that's what I need to do, and it goes into place. Right. So I align people physically. Mm. Emotionally, I help them to figure out past hurts, mm-hmm. past difficulties, and I bring them so that they can find peace and forgiveness. Yes. So that because anywhere where you emotionally have not cleared a situation in your past, that still bleeds through into your life, into the present. So we find closure and forgiveness. Mentally, I work with people, I talk to them about their minds, the conscious, the subconscious, the unconscious mind, what is what, uh, how to deal with it, and their mind talk. Mm -hmm. Their mind talk is really where the tire meets the road. Mm -hmm. Because if they have a bad mind talk, they are continuously reinforcing that, Mm -hmm. the yammer, yammer, yammer. So I talk to them about how to deal with a mind talk and how to change it. And then spiritually, I do the life essence reading, which I talked to you about earlier, where I look at their energy field and I do psychic surgery. So these are the services that I actually offer to people, and that's why I do work with them holistically. And these levels also intertwine with each other. Yeah, yes. Yeah. And that's the, you know, this is one of the problems I think we have a lot to do with, with medicine per se, is they go in and treat the symptom or they just go in and treat one thing and they don't realize that if one thing is out of order, it's going to push everything out of order. And it's about that rebalancing, realigning, uh, removing blockages and allowing that chi, that energy to run through the body fluidly again because everything about us as human beings needs the fluidity of life doesn't it we constantly need to be propelling forward energy doesn't like being stagnant um it needs to flow and when we step into that flow of that energy by removing all of this and realigning and getting rid of the garbage we're now far more able to receive what really is going to nurture us and propel us forward and we can't see that if we're stuck and so no we can't First and foremost, you've got to get unstuck. And no, we can't always do that on our own. We need somebody who can see us from the outside in. Um, Well, yeah, that's part of the definition of blockages. Yes. So we come into this life and we set up certain blockages. And the idea of the blockage is that it's not visible to you. Mm -hmm. Exactly. (laughs) That's just the definition of it. So you do sometimes need a guide somebody to hold your hand and point things out and work things out and give you the consciousness of what it means to you so that you can change it. Right. And again, this is another thing. We are responsible for ourselves, uh, our choices in life, you know, what choice, what we choose to feed, how we choose to serve ourselves, how we choose to serve humanity. Um, That is our choice. But the other thing is, is that we were never designed to do it alone. It has always been about the village. And the village will always be there to support you and help you. There's always somebody, the wise one, that can help you get on your right path. So it's don't go, yes, it's a solo journey, but the people that you're going to carry with you and you're going to meet along the way is part of your village. And you must be open to receive however bizarre it feels or it seems. If you have met that person at that time, that is the person that you are needing. There are no coincidences ever. Yeah, definitely. There's no coincidences. I I understand that. 
Mm -hmm. I've experienced this. I've, I've seen that all experiences which I have had in my life are actually a sum total of my path which created that which I am now. Right. Yes. Exactly. And since I like who I am now. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Exactly. I would, I would do it again the same way with all the suffering and all the, I mean, I suffered very badly for 50 years of this mm. life. And, and, but I found my way. I figured it out. I know that I'm divine. I know I can wrap up. I know I can go home. Right. And that is the key. Um, we are kind of, in a sense, born to suffer here. But the level of our suffering doesn't have to be so deep and profound. The reason for your work uh, and the reason for Self-Discovery Radio is to bring people like you to the forefront, to show people you're going to have potholes along the way, but you don't have to fall into the deep crevices. You can avoid those. Um, you don't have to go through the same suffering we did. And that everybody is going to have those challenges in life, and it's how we rise up to them, how we go through them, what we become because of them is part of life's journey. But if we step into allowing people like yourself to help us along the way, then we're going to get through and step into our meaningful purpose a lot sooner, which is what I think the reason for your work today um, and others' work today. You've done the suffering for them. You've stepped into your own light. Now you're sharing that light for others so that their path may not be as dark. So thank yes. you for stepping into your light. I'll use your words in the future. <laughs> <laughs> Please thank <do>. you. <laughs> and that is what it's about. This is your yes. meaningful purpose. This is the whole reason for your journey. And it's to make sure that somebody else doesn't have to, you know, go mm -hmm. around in the dark, that they, they can use your light. And you, you get in there and you kind of like the mechanic, realigning, resurfacing them, realigning them so they can uh, embrace their own energy and become their own light and shine for someone else. That's what it's all about, right? So, yes, exactly. and, and the quicker that people learn this, uh, the quicker they're going to go through that suffering and step into that meaningful person with that beautiful light and actually understand the joy of being in this presence, in this divineness. You know, because it, it is, I don't think yet there's really been any words to truly and utterly do it justice, but it's just a sense of like a deep breath. And it's just so yeah, wonderful. People need to understand that as, as who they are, they have certain spiritual birthrights mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. happiness and joy is included in that. Yes. And so if they don't feel happy, that means something is off. And if they can't figure it out themselves, please. Yes. And I'm not saying you need to come and see me, but find somebody who can help you so that you can be happy. Right. And the yeah. thing is, is by listening to these shows and, and watching these videos, people are going to get your, your resonance, your signature. And those that connect to you know you're that person on the crossroads of life to help them and that's the whole thing about it it's like a big huge directory you know come and sample who you are and you've got to pick that person you resonate with and if you feel something by listening to the show and you feel a connection to the work that you're doing then you know that this is the right person for you at this time and then reach out so in reaching out to you we know what you can do for them 
how do they reach out to you and you know your process well it's very simple you introduced me as daniel the healer i of course my last name is not the healer mm -hmm. but this is who i've branded myself so i have a website danielthehealer.com i have an email address daniel at danielthehealer.com it's all daniel this daniel that daniel that. <laughs> But, <laughs> makes it easier, makes it much, much easier. That is the easy way to reach me. That is the easy way to get involved with me. That is the easy way, if you are interested, to know more, to figure out where you're not the happiest that you can be, where you don't experience the joy in life. Where, or if you suffer, you're in pain, this is the way to get in touch with me and to begin a change for yourself. Be willing to explore other options. That is the first thing. You don't need to understand how Daniel does it. All you need to do is trust that he gets the results and he can with you if you step into willingness and are willing to receive, right? Yes. Not dictate how it happens, receive how it happens. Allow the healing to happen. You don't have to understand, you just have to allow. And when you are in that healing mode, then the understanding will come to you. And all you need to understand is that you're realigned your energy chakras, everything is there. You're now open to receiving that beautiful divine light. And with that, you'll have greater understanding of why you're here. So first and foremost, heal thyself. Allow Daniel to help you along the way. Thank you so much, Daniel. This has been great. Yeah, it's been fantastic. Thank you very much, too. I appreciate being here. Uh, in closing, I would just like to say, we are at the threshold of the most grand, magnificent times, and you're here to experience those. And if you feel that you don't have an admissions ticket that's somewhere <laughs> along the line, you're not able to get into that space, then reach out for help because you are divine and you're entitled to receive this. A hundred percent. We're inviting you to the party. And boy, is it going to be a party. It's, you know, that the orchestra is, is practicing, that symphony is going to be out, that the energy is, is going to be utterly divine. And you can be a part of it. But the responsibility is for you to make the choice to step up and take ownership over your own self and allow people like Daniel to help you along the way. Because when you do, boy, are you going to know the difference. So farewell, everybody. I wish you all the best. Thank you very much. Until next time, folks, be kind to yourself. Bye for now. For more wonderful shows like this, please go to selfdiscoveryradio.com, podcast and see our lineup. And if you wish to support us, we have a funded button. Please stay tuned for our next show.